I do kind of enjoy like also clothes from Asia. Like sometimes there's like a, a random word that kind of, you know, doesn't entirely make sense, but then it's also amazing too. Our, our Elizabeth's friend of mine, Amija, she tapped on my shoulder. She's like, look at that sweater. If you don't ask Shirley about that sweater, I'll murder you. Like, it's <laughs> so good. I'm like, yeah, it's that good. <laughs> Welcome to the Art of Costume Blogcast. I'm Spencer Williams. And I'm Elizabeth Joy Glass. How's it going, Spencer? Oh, it's going. Wanna why it's going? Why? Because <laughs> we're getting a second helping of one of our all-time favorite movies from the past year, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yes! I am so excited to talk about this again especially just with like all the awards rolling in all the press it's such an exciting time for that whole casting crew gosh i know i mean every award show i'm tuning in just to see honestly just to see this cast from this movie <laughs> michelle yo is killing it just like you and i said kiwi kwan is killing it which i'm yes. very happy about he deserves it you know, originally I just thought it was just going to be Michelle Yeoh getting all the praise. But no, it's it's everyone on this cast. I mean, they won Best Picture at the Critics' Choice Awards. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, you and I kind of called it, just going to say. Um, we did. Yet again, <laughs> we did. <laughs> um, with that, for those of you who don't remember, here's a quick little summary of everything, everywhere, all at once. When an interdimensional rupture unravels reality, an unlikely hero must channel her newfound powers to fight bizarre and bewildering dangers from the multiverse as the fate of the world hangs in the balance. And that is everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, Elizabeth, what about our behind the wardrobe facts of this week? Well, Spencer, I think maybe this time we just need to go straight to the source for our behind the wardrobe facts. What about you? <laughs> You know it. I am so excited, everyone. Today we have with us Costume Designer Guild Award nominee, Costume Designer Shirley Carada. Welcome, Shirley. Hi, thanks so much for having me. (laughs) It's such an honor. We've been talking about this film forever. Um, So I'm so glad we're finally making it happen. I can't believe you have time. Well, you know, I um, was supposed to start a movie, but as with indie films go, it got pushed because, you know, financing and all that stuff. So it opened up some time for me, um, which is fine, though, because um, I'm working on some fun projects right now. Oh, okay. I'm so excited. Um, First of all, we have to say, though, you were just nominated for a CDGA award. That is pretty exciting. How do you feel about that? I know. I'm so excited. And plus to be, you know, in the same category with like just the the most like amazing costume designers, uh, people that I really look up to is it's just like, you know, my mind is blown. Right. Just in the same category as them. It's literally the toughest category is packed to the top. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, yeah, let's get started. Uh Absolutely. So definitely an understatement, but everything all at once is a unique film. And I can only imagine like reading that script for the first time. What was your initial reaction to exploring this story and taking the project on? Major understatement. Yeah. I mean, it was like, what did I just read? You know, and I was like, (laughs) how am I going to do this? Um, But, you know, I knew that 
you know, coming in that anything that the Daniels were going to offer is was not going to be conventional whatsoever. So, you know, I was in for that, but I didn't, you know, realize the the scope of it and all the different worlds. And it was just um, really hard to sort of like take everything in and, and even just like break down the script. So l- literally I had to read it like at least 20 times just to just like try to like, you know, make it make sense to me and, and as a costume designer and, you know, and just sort of like break up the looks because um, it was so nonlinear, you know, and there were scenes too with like Jobu where she changes, where it doesn't, you know, say in the script that she changes, you know, so there was a lot of conversations with them about that, but um, yeah, it, it, it was definitely like a script that I've never read before that <laughs> so out there, but um, I knew it was going to be so much fun working on. Right. I mean, just I can't even imagine reading that script. I would love to see it one day. Uh, um, I think I think they just released it. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Okay. So I, yeah, I haven't checked it out because I'm not even sure anymore which, you know, there were several versions and, um, you know, I am kind of curious to reread it. Right. Now. I'm going <laughs> to add that to cart right after. This. <laughs> uh, so let's get into the film. I want to start with the beginning costumes of the film. I was actually fascinated to learn in a New York Times article. Uh, interesting parallel between you and this film. Your parents actually owned a laundromat. Am yes. I correct? Yes. yes, it's totally true. And so, you know, this scene with the flashbacks of little joy, like running in, in the laundromat is so like I'm so like emotional when I see that because yeah. it just is is my childhood. You know, wow. I, just, I went with my parents often to the laundromat and, you know, just sort of kind of hung out or helped them in whatever way I could. That's amazing. I had no idea. And did that history play a role in the process when designing the costumes? Um, well, I did study my mother and what she was wearing and she was wearing a, a vest like the one that um evelyn was wearing um and so um yes like the way she dresses um definitely like just like look at my parents my you know my dad wasn't well he, actually he did have a fanny pack so <laughs> <laughs> um, um more of a short sleeve polo kind of guy. <laughs> right. But, but, we'll yeah. be talking all about fanny packs a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, just growing up as a, you know, immigrant child to to Asian parents, you know, I definitely felt connected to to this and I felt connected to the character of Joy, you know, and understanding the sort of like generational trauma um, and, you know, this, this like uh, search for identity and um, kind of trying to navigate through this world, um, you know, I definitely felt connected to that. Right. Um, so let's talk about our hero, the legendary Michelle Yeoh, who played Evelyn Wing. Uh, she starts to film in a costume that sort of plays like a home base throughout the rest of the story. What was kind of the process behind this look? Because it has to carry a lot of weight throughout the story. Yeah. Um, I um, kind of felt like, you know, going to where her character would shop would be the best source, which was for me, Chinatown. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like a lot of like um, stalls and like little shops, you know, in, in Chinatown here in LA. And um, so like her outfit was primarily from there. Um, Interesting. And same with Wayman's. 
you know, I think for me as like a costume designer, I kind of try to like, you know, imagine like where, you know, where would this character shop, you know, like I felt like Joy would probably be like a Urban Outfitters or like, you know, thrift store kind of girl, right? right. <laughs> um, and um, Jamie, you know, as Deirdre would probably just want something comfortable. So it'd be like, I always joke, it's like, you know, one of those like little shops that are like, with the name like comfort zone or something like that, you know, um, you know, she would shop at those kind of places. Um, so for, for, um, Evelyn, you know, I think also in terms of fit, you know, cause, uh, for both of them, for both, um, Key and Michelle, you know, they're, they're pretty petite and the clothes in Chinatown fit them better too. Right. And they have to do a lot of movement in these costumes also. So it has to be functional. Yes. Yes. And so at the fitting, you know, I always make sure like, can you do kicks? Can you like do your martial arts in this? Can you feel comfortable <laughs> with this? Um, so that was really important. And I also had to like make sure too that I can get multiples of these, you know, like this Michelle's outfit, I had to get at least like, I think we got like maybe eight sets oh, okay. of it. And, and Waymond was maybe around that same number great well let's let's actually talk about wayman um played by kiwi kwan um just have to take a moment and say so happy for him all of the yes. press and you know praise he's getting right now so amazing when we meet wayman he's dressed like the ultimate dad <laughs> he said yeah. that on the last <laughs> podcast yes. i'm guessing that was intentional yes yes <laughs> um I know it's so funny because, you know, he's much more stylish in person, you know, right. like, you know, and so when he first put on these clothes, he's like, oh my God, I'm such, you know, I look like such a dad, you know, <laughs> uh, but he knew that that was like the, his character. So he was totally fine with it, but like it, it kind of um, took him aback too when he first tried on the clothes. <laughs> I it's so hilarious. can also only imagine that fanny pack took him aback. Did you, what was like your role in like figuring that, that part out for the, his costume? Um, well, I mean, I kind of worked alongside um, Josh uh, who did props um, and he, um, you know, we kind of like discussed together. Cause also, we also had to like make sure that the parts to it, when he did his action sequences, w weren't going to physically hurt any of the stuntmen that mm -hmm. he was fighting. <laughs> so we need to get like um special ones um well we need to get multiples of it but then like the the sort of like um straps and stuff i think i had to make get some like foam pieces or something to make sure that you know it didn't really hurt them so but i did help with like figuring out what color what kind of like fabric would be good and to me the the leather just seemed right you know the fit i don't know i don't even know if it's real leather <laughs> 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 it's the perfect color against this really kind of drab background yeah <laughs> another more relatable character joy played by stephanie hugh is she's so relatable and her introduction costume really speaks just volumes about her character what were you trying to say with that costume yeah i mean Stephanie and I, we had conversations from the get-go about like, you know, we didn't want her to be like too much of a like stereotypical lesbian, you know, like <laughs> we didn't want to like 
push it, you know, too far into sort of like this, like, you know, whatever. It's not a caricature. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but we also wanted to make sure that it was like, you know, she's, she's angst ridden. She's, you know, like dealing with a lot. And so, you know, her, she, you know, I don't think she was focusing on looking, you know, a fashion plate. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, to me, I, you know, it's like, I felt like a flannel and hoodie just seemed right. It's like, you know, you you know you kind of wear it sort of like hide your body and and not draw attention to yourself um so I kind of felt like that felt right for her mm-hmm. yeah it feels like she's kind of like pulling back into her costume yeah. at times which is you know yeah. really speaks a lot about her character and I personally loved it because I'm like I feel like everybody about our age has this look and like, yeah. you know exactly when we wear this look. It's like, yeah. okay, you're going through a lot when you when you have that flannel Elizabeth on. And I, we knew yeah. who Joy was the second we saw her. <laughs> and also, like, um, you know, I think that you know she's also rebelling against her mother, right? And I, um, you know, there's a quick flashback to a teen Joy, and um, you know, she's arguing with her mother, and she slams the door shut, and. I was like, I want her to be like in a sort of like emo outfit, you know, because I think as a teenager, I mean, she was dressing also to sort of like rebel against her mother. Um, so, you know, we had her in like black ripped jeans and, you know, like, like super emo style. And, um, you know, I think this is sort of like the sort of continuation of it. You know, she's, she's, she's lost that whole like emo thing, but like, I think there's still that like element of, of, Wearing something that her mother wouldn't really approve of. Right. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. She moved from like the hot topic phase and moved a little bit more, a little bit more sure, but still, she's still in there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This will probably be the only time in my life where I say I'm excited to head to an IRS office. So let's talk (laughs) about Deirdre played by the ultimate cheerleader, Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, I'm just obsessed with her and this costume categorically changed my life. Honestly, <laughs> I was obsessed. Um, Elizabeth, I just noticed yesterday the cat bag, but you got to talk about that. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> can you talk to the collaboration between you and Jamie and some of the inspirations? Yeah. Um, I think that like initially, um, you know, she had mentioned, you know, a character, um, a costume that she wore. Um, on a film and um, in that film she was wearing these like high waisted like kind of stretch pants like leggings yeah um, and she liked that it just showed everything you know and 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 she wanted something in that vibe for her character because you know she's she's you know her character is busy she's got work to do right she, <laughs> she's at her desk all day she wants to be comfortable you know this is this she wanted to be in an outfit where she could just sort of like let things out, you know, um, which she, you know, naturally did. Um, I also wanted it to be sort of like in colors where, you know, it kind of, she kind of popped, but like still was a part of that world. Interesting. So that's, that's kind of like how, how it sort of started, but there were certain touches. Like I think the, the um, hand brace was a Jamie Thing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Including <laughs> having the watch over it. <laughs> it's the little details that bring me so much joy. Um, 
I won't lie, this was going to be my Halloween costume, but I ended up not going anywhere, so I'm very bummed. But one day, um, it's just so good. This costume <laughs> is just everything to me. Um, one more thing, too. You know, there's that little ring that's around her necklace. Yeah. That was also intentionally placed there so she could hang her reading glasses on it. Oh, Ooh, interesting. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. That's definitely what Deirdre would do. <laughs> yes. Um, and what about her color palette? I love this kind of mustardy beige. I mean, is it kind of like foreshadowing to maybe mustard later on? Or what, oh, yeah. what was this color palette? <laughs> I didn't even think of that connection. but oh, um, <laughs> I just made it up just now. <laughs> um, but, um, I, you know, I wanted to make sure that like each character had their sort of like distinctive sort of like palette. And, you know, since um, Evelyn was more in the sort of like, you know, plum, like plum colors and Joy was in more of her like blue gray world. Um, I kind of felt like this color just seemed right, you know, for for this environment. It's flawless. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I believe I've. Everyone will remember the first time they saw Jobu Tupaki's entrance. It's like the first time you saw the shark in Jaws, Edward in Twilight. I mean, this scene left Elizabeth and I speechless. We text each other right after we saw the movie. Um, could you just take us back to the scene? It was like designing the costumes for this initial entrance. I mean, it's it's wild. It's probably one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Thank you. Well, I mean, you know, it was scripted um, that she entered um, wearing an Elvis costume. Um, I think it's like the Daniels had seen a picture of like a girl in sort of like a ill-fitting Elvis suit and they they just liked the the vibe of it. But like added touches of her like hair and makeup, you know, I have to um, you know, give props to you know Anissa Salazar and Michelle Chung for hair and makeup. Um, because I think it really did complete the look and you know made that entrance so like compelling. It you know I was dealing with a very limited budget on this film. So many what? <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> so you know I just knew I didn't have the budget to custom make one. Um, and on top of it, um, originally it was kind of uh, scripted that she was going to get you know shot at um, in the Elvis suit. Um, in which case I would have had to get maybe at least like four or five of them. I was like, oh, you know, Mm. (laughs) and I had to like circle back to the Daniels because like telling them that I don't know if I can do this because also, you know, my prep time was so limited. Oh, Um, really? Yeah. You know, I only had like maybe like a month and a half to prep it. And, um, you know, just making those kind of suits just takes a long time, especially if you need multiples and, so um, what I had to do is just like find one that, um, you know, was of like higher quality and just tailor it down to fit her wow. body. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
that does not sound fun. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and what's great about the the Daniels is they said from the get go, like, you know, they come from the music video world. They understand, you know, budgetary constraints. Um, you know, they told me just like, you know, if there's something that is difficult for you that you can't find or, you know, you just, you just aren't able to do because of budget, like just, you know, let us know, we'll find a solution. And so the solution was just to have her change throughout that whole like hallway scene. Right. Uh it's it's so great. I mean, <laughs> I've seen that part so many times. <laughs> Evelyn as the movie star, that was probably one of my my favorite like uh universes. And it's a really interesting costume uh for Michelle Yeoh cuz she is a movie star in real life. <laughs> uh yes. if anything with this scene was foreshadowing 2023 for her. Do, how did this look come together? <laughs> um, well, I, you know, because it was kind of like tied to Michelle Yeoh, you know, as a as a person, um, I reached out to the designers that she would often wear on the red carpet. And oh, okay. so Ellie Saab was one of them. Um, and, um, you know, I got dresses from other designers too but um this was the dress that like felt the most right that that michelle felt you know really you know comfortable and felt like it, it would be perfect for the scene and um you know i agree i think it you know it worked really well for the scene and um you know we i, I think none of us really anticipated this film being as as big as it as it is like you know and that it would end end up in you know, award ceremonies as, you know, like right. best picture and all this stuff. Like we, you know, we just thought, okay, this is, you know, this is a movie. Um, let's do the best that we could and hope that people will watch it and enjoy it. Um, we never like envisioned that it would, you know, um, just be so loved and re well received from, you know, just like everyone and like all the critics and stuff like that. So um I don't think that, you know, when shooting this scene that, you know, this would foreshadow, you know, all the award ceremonies, but I'm, I'm glad it did. Right. I think just all of us watching it were like, wow, like she should wear this at the Oscars, <laughs> you know, like it was that good. But I love that quality down that where everyone was just kind of, you know, they were not there for the awards, so to say. This was just a real authentic project that I think that speaks to like why it's such a beautiful film and why everyone enjoys it so much. It's just real. Yeah, I mean, it was, I think we all, you know, put our heart and soul in it. And, um, you know, with given what we were, you know, given in terms of like, you know, the limited resources and budget, we still made it, you know, it look as expensive and, you know, um, as real as possible. So um, it was definitely a labor of love and heart and soul. With even more foreshadowing is this <laughs> incredible, incredible suit uh, Wayman wears in the Hollywood universe. Uh, was the goal to draw a contrast to the Wayman we started with in the film? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, also, you know, we were definitely influenced by... Wong Kar Wai in the mood for love. And, mm. um, you know, I definitely wanted him to look, have that sort of like, you know, 50s sort of like chic suit. Um, he looks good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, um, 
it was kind of tricky at that time to find a suit that fit him well because you know he's 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 a smaller guy so um i actually went to a store in koreatown that sold like you know suits from korea and i think it just like fit him so perfectly because yeah a lot of the brands that were like you know like american brands or whatever or european um they were still kind of big on him and uh this just fit him so well wow well worked out flawlessly um we love a short king (laughs) (laughs) yes on top of this film just being absolutely hilarious it was still extremely intimate emotional powerful uh which I imagine was a rather complicated and probably required a lot, a lot of collaboration with the cast, the directors, you know, your other department heads. How did that collaborative process work for you? Well, I think that, um, you know, we we had a lot of meetings together. Right. And um, all the the department heads, especially speaking with. Larkin, Seipel, our our DP, there was initial talk of like the sort of color palette and the tone of of how it was going to be shot. Because, you know, some things were going to be shot more like, you know, um, more of a film, film like quality. So like the hot dog universe, you know, it was going to be shot like kind of influenced by Carol. And then like, you know, the movie star universe, of course, like, you know, kind of veering more towards the one car Y world. Um, So like having that initial um, sort of discussion um, from there, we, you know, we all then um, kind of work together to discuss then like, like how the color palette and like all the different aspects of it would make sense in each world so that we could definitely see the distinctive qualities of each world so that the viewer would understand, you know, which world we were in. So um, a lot of conversations, a lot of questions um, <laughs> asked for the Daniels. And um, yeah, it was an ongoing process too throughout the, you know, the, the filming of it. Did you find that, I mean, you've kind of made this clear, but it sounds like you're working with the cast pretty intimately throughout the entire thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, I also, because our prep time was a little bit limited, um, and we also shot all most of the IRS stuff in the beginning. That also gave me time to work on the other universes because, like, we didn't shoot the, um, like the Bagel universe, the movie star universe, the all the the Kung Fu universe uh, worlds. Um, that was t- we shot that at the sort of like end of of the um, filming schedule. Uh, it was like the last two weeks. So I kind of had time to also prepare for those while we were shooting. <laughs> the big um, finale. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, you know, while we were shooting, I, you know, had like multiple fittings, you know, and was like able to sort of like, um, you know, really work on and fine tune some of the the costumes for those scenes. Um, I want to talk about two of my favorite costumes, uh, this green look and the punk sweater. I feel like the stylist side of Shirley Carrada really jumped out with these two. Yes. <laughs> um, and I know they're kind of uniquely different from each other, but can you kind of walk us through both of these super fun looks? Because they are, you only get a few seconds with each of them and I yeah. s- savor every second. <laughs> well, I mean, um, you know, initially when I spoke, 
um, with the Daniels, they, they had set, you know, they had also sent me like a sort of like mood board or like, you know, Pinterest board that they made. And, um, and then there's some like really crazy looks in there. Mm-hmm. And they, they were just like, basically like, you know, just go, go wild, you know, like be creative with, you know, the costumes that you can get. And, um, you know, this is sort of like my, you know, experience as, a stylist for like music videos and working with musicians um this this is one designer that i've worked with in the past uh, who goes by b kala and um i had just reached out to him and said hey you know do you have anything (laughs) that i can borrow for for this movie and um he had this look which i was like oh yeah this one's fun let's do this one so. <laughs> it's perfect <laughs> and then the punk sweater i'm guessing it's it looks thrifted to me um it's not it's actually in uh, i purchased it in chinatown oh, okay um and fortunately when we were shooting which is kind of around this time of year um around chinese new year oh. and um you know, every most like uh, people celebrating it either wear gold or red. So mm-hmm. there were a lot of like, um, you know, red items. And I wanted to make sure that like, you know, Michelle was in that that color. And I just found the sweater as is there. You know, <laughs> that's amazing. I imagine you were probably super stoked when you saw it. I was very stoked because I also, you know, I, I I do kind of enjoy like also, you know, like clothes from Asia. Like sometimes there's like a, a random word or like, you know, some phrasing that kind of, you know, doesn't entirely make sense. But then it's also amazing, too. You know, mm-hmm. I, I yeah. <laughs> I really love the, the combination of that. I actually just noticed that I've seen a film, you know, uh, quite a few times now. I watched it the other weekend and she turned around and I saw it and I was like, my our, our Elizabeth's friend and mine, Avija, she tapped on my shoulder. She's like, look at that sweater. If you don't ask Shirley about that sweater, I'll murder you. Like, it's so good. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's that good. Uh, so the bagel universe, which was kind of one of the big finales and was just extraordinary to look at. Can you like walk us through the process of your inspiration and how you came to the the look of the bagel universe? Because it's it's probably one of the most unique of the film. And we've heard about your your reference too to Eiko Ishioka, who yes. we talk about on this podcast basically every episode. Yes. So. I mean, she's, she's <laughs> one of my favorite costume designers. Um, and I actually have a funny story about, um, trying to meet her because, um, so I, I studied, uh, fashion in Paris. Um, and when I was living there, my neighbor, who was like a photographer was friends with Eiko. Um, I, you know, I told him I really want to meet her. Um, and this was before I even, you know, got into like costume designing, you know, cause I was studying fashion at the time, but I still just like, you know, really wanted to meet her. And apparently they tried to come by and I wasn't home so I never got to meet her but I got um, her address and I wrote her a letter so once I was finished uh, with my you know with my schooling there um, and I decided oh I'm going to get into like you know costume design instead of fashion and I wrote her a letter saying you know I would really love to work with her Um, and this is like you know like pre-email days right (laughs) Um, and you know I I I never 
heard from her, but I, you know, I totally get it too, because it's like, I'm in LA. I don't know. I don't even know where she was working at that time. You know, it was probably one of those like logistically, like, you know, probably very difficult things to actually make happen. But um, I've always been a huge fan of her and, um, you know, definitely was like, you know, revisited the book that I have of her and like was looking at her costumes. Um, And so that, that did play, you know, that did influence me with this, but I also just um, wanted to sort of mix a little bit of the sci-fi world with the historical world, you know, and I, I love roughs. I just love the way it looks, you know, and um, I wanted to incorporate that, um, but then also use like materials that were like a little bit more like, you know, connected to, to the sci-fi world. Right. So like you know, vinyls and, and sort of, um, like um, spandex <laughs> yeah. um, and so um it was kind of a little bit of getting stuff custom made but then also um piecing together things um so like the skirt um you know I worked with uh, designer Claudia Lee um before um working on like you know photo shoots and like music videos and I had reached out to her um, during my prep to see if she would help, if she would want to collaborate. And, she, you know, she said that she would. And so she made all the sort of bagel follower robes for me and then um, made the plaid um, look that Jobu wears when she first enters. Mm-hmm. Love that look. Yeah. And so there was a skirt that she had and I was like, you know, I really love the skirt. And I think this would be really cool for the scene. So I kind of basically like, started with that and like kind of built a costume around it and just like found these amazing gloves um by monorath which was um in this uh um shop called la rocks uh well they la rocks they like i've worked with them in the past where they you know built costumes for so many like musicians and you know they do a lot of great custom work so um you know with these gloves you know I wanted to make a bodysuit that sort of like um you know worked well with it and then from there I just sort of like you know added you know the the pearls and the embellishments um it's sort of completed but it was sort of a lot of trial and error I had I think like three or four fittings with Stephanie to try to figure out what would be best because I had different capes you know and some were just like would just swallow her up too much, you know. I, I wanted something that seemed regal, but that like also worked well with like the movement and um, yeah, just like take away too much from the scene, but also just like felt like you know it contributed to this sort of like weird sci-fi <laughs> uh, celestial <laughs> world. <laughs> it's such a beautiful costume. I I love the rough. Actually, kind of does remind me of like the Lucy Westenra character from Dracula when I saw yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so beautiful, and I love the white. I think about the hot dog finger universe quite often. Actually, some of the most emotional moments in the film take place in this universe. Yeah, so, um, but I love the costumes. There's so much subtle storytelling happening between the costumes, the plot like cat paintings, even the blinds are giving me hot dog. I was never 
big oh, yeah. on the color of hot dogs, but now it's like, I love this color. So <laughs> what's going on here? Yeah, I wanted I wanted their wardrobe to be the colors of like hot dogs. <laughs> and then with accents of, um, you know, like maybe yellow, like mustard and red, um, which ended up not, uh, you know, not really being seen in the wardrobe. But um, there was a scene that was cut where they're um, having a dinner party and um, the Daniels were like the sort of like the dinner party friends, but we could only see their feet basically holding glasses of wine and stuff. (laughs) And so I had actually did put them in like, you know, mustard and red. (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, yes, they they cut themselves out of that scene. (laughs) Well, if anyone's going to do it, at least it's them. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but I love these looks. They're so chic. Um, Love the colors. It's just, uh, it's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> uh, another really stunning costume is the Evelyn Singer uh, look. It was so striking. What sort of influences were you trying to channel through her costume? Yeah, that one I really just went, you know, and, and just wanted to stick with the sort of like historical or, you know, like accurate, try to be as accurate as possible in what, um, you know, people wore at Chinese operas. And so um, this was, you know, something that that I was able to source that I felt, you know, was, you know, perfect because I, I loved the sort of color combinations in it. And, um, you know, it was colors that we didn't really use in other parts of the film. So I thought it worked well. There are so many costumes in the film. We really don't get time to see them all. But <laughs> Jobu save some of her best looks for last this scene it was just it felt like just costume after costume after costume <laughs> like what kind of time and effort did that take <laughs> i know i mean that, that that was probably like like the bulk of my work in 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 this film was just like trying to like get all these costumes together um and there were scenes too that were cut too, or like, oh, just, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, there were costumes <laughs> that were like scripted that we didn't end up shooting. Um, but, you know, you could definitely see my influence of like sort of Japanese fashion, you know, in my love for all things Comme des Garçons, you know, my love for like sort of like Harajuku, sort of, um, you know, anime, manga style. Um, so that's sort of like all, all these three represent you know, that, that, that sort of obsession that I have. (laughs) Yeah, definitely like the, the goth, you know, the goth look that was, that was so much fun. She's wearing like a, a top, a Comme des Garçons top actually. Um, And I just, you know, just piled on the, the, the sort of like spiky, the spikes and studs. And, (laughs) and uh, I had so much fun with that outfit. Um, And then, you know, of course, then, I'm also obsessed with that book fruits um, and the magazine fruits and all the, all the sort of like amazing Howard, you know, looks that you see in Harajuku. And um, so the sort of K-pop look was definitely inspired by that. And, um, you know, I actually just in order to save money because, you know, my budget was <laughs> limited, I kind of, I had this, that Jeremy Scott um, 
jacket just in in my kit um to use one day i was like this is so cool I'm, you know one day i'll just i'll just keep it and <laughs> i'll find a home for it you know yeah and so um you know when i was trying to come up with different looks for for jobu i had you know mentioned to the daniels that um i had this jacket and maybe we can you know build a look around that and and they loved it because you know like especially from like the side angle you could just see the bears and everything and uh yeah the colors were so fun. Uh, it's so fantastic. I just love how like everything, you know, as everything starts to kind of fall apart at the end, uh, her costume <laughs> is getting a little bit more jumbled too. We have all these different fabrics working <laughs> together because yeah. I mean, this, is, this costume kind of represents where our heads were at at this point in the film. You know? Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and, and that one was just sort of like a, a natural sort of like freeform draping on my end you know I got like a black jumpsuit and I was like I'm just gonna like drape different like fabrics and like kind of throw in different elements from her past costumes you know so like the glove the silver gloves that she's wearing is from her like you know luchador outfit mm, okay. and she's um wearing the sneakers the the converse that um joy wears there's like the golf socks. There's, I think her polo shirt somewhere mixed in there. <laughs> um, and um, I wanted to put um, a blue plaid shirt in, in that outfit, but then I found out that it was going to be shot in front of blue screen. Oh. And that blue screen was like almost like identical to it. So I had to change it to the red plaid. Mm-hmm. But no. we do see her in a red plaid suit later. So, you know, it kind right. of works. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the red plaid actually works pretty well against that yeah. orange and the yellow. So yeah. I th- I think it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> we are at the end here, Shirley. This film was really one of our favorites. I mean, we've been talking about this, you know, for months now. And I'm so excited to see all the public love for this film. The cast, the directors, all the departments, including the costume design. I'm sure this has been a profound experience for you. So I just want to know, you know, what does this film mean to you personally, professionally? It's It's been an incredible experience, I imagine. Yeah, it's been so amazing. And I'm, I'm just so happy that, you know, people, um, you know, people were like really emotionally moved by it. And it's also like, you know, just hearing stories of, of people who you know might have been like going through a rough time seeing it and then just you know sort of changing and being you know like just just sort of rethinking about life and um you know what's important to you and hearing those kind of stories really makes me feel like what i'm doing is um really important and um gives me sort of like meaning and uh, motivation to continue to work on projects like this i just like i'm honestly blown away by the fact that i even got nominated <laughs> you know against like costume designers like ruth carter and like you know these are just like people i admire so much so um to me like it's it really is just um so um magical and special to me to to be a part of this film and have all, all the all these things happening you know i'm still kind of reeling from it you know and yeah. <laughs> um you know it, this i've been working a long time in working in costumes and you know styling and all that stuff you know i don't have a ton of films under my belt but I've been working in the business you know working on commercials and short films and you know music videos and 
you know, also print work. So um, it's kind of nice to finally get, a, you know, a little bit of attention for that. Um, and hopefully this will allow me to get, you know, more jobs um, and films com- coming my way that are, you know, special and unique like this film was, you know. And um, I just really just want to continue to work with, you know, creative people and work on projects that like um, do something, you know, good for the world, whether it's like, you know, telling a story that people, you know, relate to or um, respond to or move by or just working with, um, you know, amazing um, storytellers, actors, creatives. Um, That's, that's what, you know, is what I care about more than anything, you know, more than like any award or whatever. It's just sort of like having that, that um, ability to sort of like work with um, really amazing people that um, kind of contribute to um, just uh, life, art, you know, um, storytelling. And, um, you know, I hope that uh, more projects like this come my way. Uh, Shirley, it has been such an honor having you with us. Um, I'm so endlessly happy for you. We both are such fans. And I just (laughs) wish you the best of luck, you know, not just in this award season, but just going forward, because I really think that your voice and costume is so important. And I'm just so excited to see what you do next. Yes, Um, I know. I I feel like I, you know, I still have a, a lot more to show. So I can't wait to, you know, be able to do that. So stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, we'll be right there alongside yeah. you along the way. We're so waiting. just let us know when you want to talk. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. The Art of Costume Blogcast is hosted and produced by Elizabeth Joy Glass and Spencer Williams. Our audio engineering and editing is done by Dan White. Follow us on Instagram at the Art of Costume Pod or visit theartofcostumeblogcast.com for all blogcast updates. If you want to support the show, go to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. For more costume reviews, deep dives, and interviews, head over to theartofcostume.com, a blog dedicated to highlighting the best in costume design. 